Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to No Filler. I'm Quentin. And I'm Travis. And this is part two of our best of 2023 episodes. Bringing 10 more tracks tonight. Some of our favorite jammy jams over the past year. Man, I've got a treat for you tonight, dude. I can't wait. Oh, I'm bringing treats too, man. I don't think it would be a best of the year episode if we weren't bringing treats. I've got an extra special treat, dude. Considering our... um, shared love and history for this particular group that's all i'm gonna say because hmm. i'm a, based on what you just said i mean we only have a few bands that we share a very long-standing love and history with so we'll see. Uh, i don't know i think that i think that list is longer than you might think dude okay all right but I, you know it's possible that you also listen to this record obviously but we'll see we'll find out All right, dude. I'm kicking us off. Let's just dive right into it, dude. So, uh, it's another group that that we've both loved for a very long time. See, that's Uh, what I'm saying. (laughs) Beach Fossils is the group. I'd say one of the OGs of the the dream pop uh, resurgence of dream pop. Yeah, the the re reimagining of it. Maybe I'd say in the early 2000s. Yeah, this is like when when everybody. On the on the blogosphere, the music blogospheres, and we were one of those a, yeah, people. We were one of those, yeah. But they, there were so many indie dream pop bands that had you know a beach related, ocean water related name. You know, I mean, this is one of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, Surfer Blood, Sea Pony, Beach Fossils, Sea Pony, Beach House, Washed Out. Yeah, the list goes on and on, dude. Yeah, yeah, and um. Yeah, they they dropped an album this year. This album has shown up a few times this year on, on the podcast queue. I, well, I hope I'm bringing a, a, a track that we haven't featured yet. I think we played one of the singles, like as an yeah, intro yeah. track okay. or something like okay. that. Okay. Well, this is not a single. So Beach Fossils, dude. Uh, I'd say they were, yeah, one of the OGs, like I said, uh, alongside like Washed Out, Neon Indian, Beach House, all them. 
Uh, and they've had a pretty strong staying power, I'd say. Uh, I haven't really uh, kept up with them with all their releases over the last you know, decade. Uh, their self-titled from 2010 is really the, the one I'm most familiar with. Yeah, me too. I mean, I've, I I think Somersault, I, I tapped into it a little bit. Um, but they, yeah, they've been pretty consistent. Their groups from that era, like they've, I think they've been like one of the mainstays, you know, the ones yeah, that have just I agree. Kept, kept it going. Kept it going and they've kept their, they've kept true to their sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just as good as it was, man, in 20, from, you know, from, from their self-titled in 2010. So, yeah. all right, man. This album is called Bunny. It came out in June and I'm going to play track 10 off the record. This song is called Numb. Just a good little tune to start us off here, Q. Yeah, I thought so. But yeah, they're yeah, like you said, like the guitar tone, like his his vocal quality, like everything has been like he had that figured out, like on that first record. Yeah, but it was so lo-fi, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah, the yeah. one thing that's changed is right. like you know just the quality of the of the production. I really like the way it's produced, man. It sounds sounds great in a pair of headphones. I want to say like back in the early early days like when he would play live and stuff it was just him and like a drum machine and his guitar so like he's you know he's evolved quite a bit in terms of like you know beyond just the head count but like you know just the way he kind of reminds me of this is a completely different realm but like Tycho, right because like i remember 
seeing Tycho, you know, when he just had a, a laptop on stage with him, you know, and then he, I wonder if Washed Out has, has done the same over the years. It's been a long time you. since since we've seen him. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. That's funny. We're talking all about these are all <laughs> people that were part of that movement in the early 2000s that right when like DIY. Yeah. Quote unquote, you know, like bedroom, bedroom, bedroom pop, yeah, bedroom. bedroom pop. Right. When that was all coming to the forefront. These were different, you know, two different three different uh, genres if you if you want to you know call it that so like taiko's what idm hypnagogic pop hypnagogic pop washed out was chill wave and chill wave yeah beach fossils is dream pop but yeah there was that thing where you could just like you put out an album put it on myspace or Bandcamp, and you just produced it in your in your uh, bedroom right it was starting to get easily accessible and easy to yeah release to the masses on on yeah. your own terms too yeah exactly Anyways, man, yeah, um, I will always have a special place in my heart for Beach Fossils. Beach Fossils is perfect summer music, and that's why that's probably why they put it on June because they're like, this is this is our time, this is our time of the year right here, summertime. Yeah. All right, so that was Numb off of Beach Fossils' record, Bunny, and I'm gonna pass it to you, brother. What do you got? All right, I um, don't don't know too much about these guys, but I feel like we've feature them at least once so this band is called bedroom b-d-r-m-m because oh, dude we've i'm pretty sure we featured them on this pod before yeah that's what i'm saying i, yeah. I want to say you brought one of their songs dude i i really enjoyed it it was from uh maybe they're bedroom. self-titled it's from yeah. the self-titled bedroom which spells out the word entirely yeah which is kind of funny dude great record and that was from 2020 yeah that so that might have been Either they showed up, I don't think they showed up on my best of of 2020, but they showed up on 2020 at some point. Anyway, uh, they've put out a new record. Obviously, I wouldn't be talking about it on this episode <laughs> here. Uh, but this, yeah, this record is called I Don't Know. And before I try to like describe them, let's just let's just hear it, you know? Uh, let's do it. So yeah. It's what we're here for, man. The tunes. Yeah, exactly. This may have came out the same week or the week after that Beach Fossils record came out in June as well. Uh, so here we go. This song is called Be Careful.
great track. So vocally, he reminded me a lot of Tom York. A I was bit. thinking the same, yeah. Mm-hmm. Stuff or the music that mm-hmm. he's putting out under his, his new group, The Smile, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, I guess reflecting on this on this group's like previous stuff, they are considered a shoegaze band. I don't think that track was shoegaze at all. But that's kind of what the their previous stuff, like their their debut record, Bedroom, which we talked about a second ago, um, NME called it a modern shoegaze classic. Gave it a five star review. Yeah, that their their self title was was yeah a little bit more fuzzy. Yeah, and a little bit more shoegazy. And so apparently, you know, with the success of that record, they picked up. Um, some support from like Ride and Mogwai, which are like two legendary uh, shoegaze bands. And like they signed to Mogwai's label or Mogwai's label. Um, and then, so like, you know, since then, I think they've been getting some like some help and encouragement from those classic shoegaze artists and like have been sort of encouraged to like, you know, experiment and try try to sort of expand their their palette and stuff like that, their musical palette. So they put out a couple singles last year that had some like electronica elements in it. So they've just been sort of like expanding their, their, their sound a little bit. And so, yeah, this, this record feels different than some of their older stuff, but it's definitely, it's all, I mean, it's all good, you know, definitely a a good direction for them to go in. For sure. Yeah. It's great. So anyway, that track was called be careful. The artist is called Bedroom, B-D-R-M-M. I'm going to pass it back to you, Q. What's your next track for us? Uh, Okay, dude. This album just came out on November 17th. And if you're not aware that this exists and that this guy has, I mean, almost pulled a 180 where he, you know, from his roots, you're in for a fucking treat, dude. Is this your treat that you told me about? Mm, oh, I got multiple treats. Okay. All right. So, you know who Andre 3000 is, right? Dude, I was listening to that record today. <laughs> me too. It was, it, was, yeah, it was really, it was something because it's like what, not what you expect <laughs> from him, right? And I love the, the name of the first track too. Oh, dude. Um, yeah, I know. Which um, is really funny. Anyways, jumping the gun here. But yeah, Andre 3000 has released a, I mean, I want to call it like a bass jazz acid jazz ambient flute record dude yeah it's it's something else dude not one word spoken yeah or rapped on the record i I was skipping through the first track being like maybe he'll start singing nothing yeah so it's really yeah and the the first song the first track is called i swear i really wanted to make a rap album but this is literally the way the wind blew me this time yeah, so he's basically. I, I just love how that's the first track because he's like, if you if you tuned into this expecting the usual Andre three thousand stuff, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what he's saying. Yeah, it, and it's funny because um, I'm thinking of Leslie Jones in particular. She's like the fill in host of the Daily Show right now while they find like a permanent new host because Trevor. Noah's Why don't they gone. just give it to her? You know what I mean? I always wonder that. Kind yeah, of stuff. I don't know about that, man, but. I just watched a little clip about it. Apparently she was, I mean, her whole shtick is like, I'm angry all the time. You know, like I, I'm very loud and I'm going to 
let you know my opinions on things. That's like kind of her, her person, her persona. Anyway, she was just like so mad at Andre 3000. He's like, we've been waiting. I don't know, like 15 years. You're one of the greatest rappers of all time. And you don't rap at all on this record. <laughs> it's a flute record. I mean, it's, she's not wrong, you know, she's not wrong, but I mean, do what you want, Andre, you know, do what you want to do. Dude, we've had this conversation before. Like you can't, you can't just expect creative people to just keep doing the same thing that they've always been doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not fair to them. That's, that's, that's selfish as a, as a fan of the person themselves. If you love what they do, let them do what they freaking do. Exactly. So anyways, yeah, this, this album, you need to actually sit down and listen to, you know, and enjoy. Most of the songs are over 10 minutes long. So, you know, it's kind of hard to, to play a, you know, two minute clip of it and even give you any sense of how the record is. So I, I definitely recommend giving this a solid listen. Again, the album's called New Blue Sun. I don't know if I said that yet, but I'm going to play a song that features his uh flouting i don't know what you call it um <laughs> earlier on in the, in the in the track you know so you don't have to wait 10 minutes before before it comes in um man dude it's such a it's a it's a good record dude it like demands your attention but not in like a let's just put it this way dude i can't i can't do bitches brew i can't do that kind of jazz miles davis bitches brew yeah yeah I can't do it, man. When it's when they're just all over the place, like improving on the recording. You, you, you don't like the, the the chaotic improvisation. Yeah, kind of stuff? that's not. I can't do it. This is not that. So I'll just you know. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. All right. So again, this is Andre 3000's brand new flute record. The song is called "Dreams Once Buried Beneath the Dungeon Floor Slowly Sprout into Undying Gardens."
Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I for one, Q, I'm happy that this is what he's putting out, you know? I think that's great. If you're a fan of his, you should be like, you know what? He's he's in like either like a really kind of meditative space right now, or he's just like he's in a headspace where this is what he's putting this is what he's feeling creatively, you know, that's what he's putting out there. Take it or leave it. Here's a quote from the Rolling Stone, dude. Sums it up great. And then we can just move on, man. It says Andre three thousand is a kind, gentle, creative soul that's been marred by our collective capitalist greed. Let this man play his bass clarinet across America in peace. <laughs> that's right, dude. That's exactly it, man. That's it. Leave the guy alone, man. That, in other words, look, Rolling Stone wouldn't wouldn't have put that in an article. You know, uh, that's this wouldn't have been a quote that. This is on his Spotify page. When you click on about, that's all that pops up right now. Yeah. Basically, I think people are probably expecting pushback, you know, like one of his, somebody on his record label or him personally went in there and said, you know, let me update my bio real quick and put this quote from Rolling Stone defending me or defending him, you know, because this album is going to get a lot of hate. Yeah. Because he's probably already got an, enough shit from his quote-unquote fans that were upset that he didn't just release another album with him rapping on it yeah exactly boohoo i'm here for it dude i know it's a great album dude great record all right man pass it pass it over to you how are you gonna how are you gonna bring us forward okay well it's it's hard not to do a 180 from that because that's so different from anything you know that the that we typically play on this show. Um, but yeah, so I guess what I'm saying is you be, be, get ready for a 180. Um, and let, let me just say, shout out to run for cover records. So fiddlehead and Narrowhead are both on run for cover records. So we've had two artists so far from this record label that have appeared on our best of 2023. Here's another one that I have never really gotten into until recently. I was literally, I went to the run to cover run for cover website just to see what their roster was about, you know, and see what else, you know, what, what other kind of artists they put out. Uh, it's not just grunge and post-punk and stuff like that. Uh, this particular artist, uh, it looks like it's a duo. They go by the name lands L a N N D S. Uh, I feel like we're just out of band names, and so you know people have to come up with creative ways to spell common words, right? Uh, so anyway, this group, like I said, it's called Lands. They put out a new record back in March called Music for the Future. And man, the the singer, she's got this this amazing voice, and they put out kind of like this electronic, dancey kind of poppy stuff. So here we go. This song is called Fortune.
They're spot on with that album name. Music for the future. Yeah, man. That was, that was awesome, man. I I got no other words to say about it. Perfect song, right? There's like, no just yeah. There's great. no point in even trying to like <laughs> like compare it to something or yeah. You know, like you usually try to do when you're when you're trying to describe new music, like yeah. That just you just gotta you just gotta hear it to understand yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's good stuff, well, man. Yeah, and this is this, so. This is their debut record, so yeah, that's very awesome. impressive. They, they put out a few EPs before that, but um, yeah, let me just you know let the uh, the write up on the record label site uh, describe this better than we could. Q. So um, let me just say real quick: this is two people, like I said earlier, Brian Squillis and Rania Woodard. So Rania is the vocalist. So um, here's what the uh, the write-up says here. So after finding their own unique sound across three EPs, Lands has expanded their lush electro-pop palette into new territory. Music for the Future is a confident, sweeping feat of enlivened production and intimate, emotional storytelling, both gentler and more mature than the band has ever been. Replete with messages of care and reflection, Woodard describes this album as an open letter to herself. And she says, I just want to allow the universe to speak through me right now. What is it that I want to say and how do I truly feel? So that's what this record is. And it's it's gorgeous, man. And they a lot of it they produced, well, the, the entire thing is produced and engineered and mixed by the two of them. Uh, some of the vocal tracks were recorded in this cabin in Georgia and some other ones were recorded in Brian's apartment. So yeah, it's just, it's a DIY like perfect record. That's awesome. Yeah. So run for cover records, man. Um, I'm gonna have to pay more attention to that label because, you know, I initially thought they were just putting out, you know, the, the grunge revival post-punk kind of stuff. But if they were starting to sign bands like this, like they could be a pretty good, indie label to to keep an eye on definitely yeah that was great man i already I already saved it to my faves and that's the first track dude that's the opener all right q i'm gonna throw it back to you where do we go from here all right so this is an artist that i mean i feel like i got pretty close to literally, in, <laughs> <laughs> literally. i know i know where you're going with this q okay uh when we first moved up to Washington. So this was back when we were still running the the blog. Uh, I started 
a, I think it was a weekly. Yeah, weekly. Because, dude, we were, we were posting every day on that freaking blog. We were? Uh, I think it was like once every Wednesday or something. I did what I called the Puget Sound, which I'll never, mm, I'll I've never come up with that. a better, I'll never the come Puget up with a better Sound. name, dude. Because uh, for, for those of you who don't know, uh, that's what like the water, bodies of water that, that spill into the Seattle area from the ocean it's called the puget sound uh and i brought i think like five artists every week from seattle didn't matter what the genre was or not from seattle but from washington state uh and i think on the first one that i ever did i stumbled upon manatee commune aka grant Edie. so 2014 was the year that i found this guy and that was the same year he released his album brush and a lot of his thing was going around and and picking up uh found sounds i guess i think that's what you call it or um yeah like field like field recordings field recordings there you go and he would find ways to you know incorporate that into his sound uh into his into his music and yeah dude to me that record just became you know the Pacific Northwest and, and our new home. And yeah. Sarah and I, you know, both fell in love with this guy. We went to every show that he, he put on up here and yeah, we kind of got to know the guy in a way. Um, mm-hmm. And he stopped making music maybe like, I don't know, three years ago. Turns out he was just taking a break dude, cause he's back. And what's exciting to me is, so I haven't even really mentioned what he sounds like, but he's, it's definitely, I'd say bedroom pop, a little more dancey, uh, just very lush, pretty music. At least that's what his music was like. Would he fall on. under the chill wave? I would say ever? chill wave. Yeah. Okay. But then over the time, he just kind of got more and more dancey. What excites me is the first, the, the, the few songs that he's released this year, going back to his old style, man. So I'm pumped. I hope he continues to do it. Here we go. This is a single of his that came out just a couple months back in September. This song is called Cast. Thank you. 
really, really good evolution, that song, I feel like. Because it started as one thing and, like, then sort of, like, transitioned into, like you said, like, starts introducing more of those, like, dancey type elements to it. And it became something else, you know? That is what I loved about Brush from 2014. And he always finds creative ways to, like, yeah, evolve what sounds like just raw recordings of, of, you know, his guitar pickings. And, yeah, just kind of flows, like, ebbs and flows in with this electronic beats and words too he he puts a lot of vocals in his music but you know a lot of times he chops it up like that and it's hard it's hard to get that right but yeah, yeah man I, I i'm actually really stoked because as soon as we stop recording this i'm going to show that song to sarah she doesn't even know that he's back dude <laughs> we said we went to his fair his farewell show like three years ago up in bellingham awesome but anyways that's that's the most excited i've been about his music in a long time so it's cool it's i love it dude yeah i liked the uh you know just a lot of like acoustic instruments yeah. like not just not just the guitar like the piano and all that kind of stuff. he's more than just like a producer or like a quote-unquote dj yeah you know, or like the, a, I, someone who who splices up music and, and turns it into something else like he's yeah he, he's a really really good musician just yeah. in his own right Musicians like that, what you just described, are like a dime a dozen. You know what I mean? You hear it so yes. often, like and like you just said, it's hard to get it right. And like this is a good example of like, oh yeah, this is this is actually a really well composed piece of music. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I really love the like you said the the evolution of the song as as it, it goes along. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I I should have known that he 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 couldn't leave it behind. You know? Yeah. yeah. He just he just needed a break. I get it. So yeah, anyways, Manatee Commune, my boy is back. Our joke was, dude, because he's a redhead, our our joke, and, and we told him this ourselves, <laughs> our joke was that we're convinced that he is actually our son, but a time traveler. Well, it's interesting, because probably when you told him that, you didn't have a son. I sure didn't, and I didn't this have a redheaded weird, son. Weird, bro. So weird, man. maybe it's a parallel universe kind of thing, and maybe my son Ronan is in fact Grant Edie. The theory's starting to have some legs. Okay. I know. You have a son now. He's he has red hair, and I I bought him a little toy drum set. So, and he's got a really good rhythm, dude. It's, it's just natural, man. He's like a freaking metronome. It's all coming. To, it's all coming together, dude. <laughs> I know. All right. Anyways, that again, Manatee Commune. The song was called "Cast." Love it, dude. Pass it back to you. Another one eighty. Um, not really, but no, I wouldn't say it's a one eighty. I think it's a good transition. So, what I like to do, Q, when I'm putting together my best of the years, is I like to make sure I'm representing. You know all the genres that I that I listen to, right? Um, so I wanted to make sure I had some vaporwave to bring because that's. I'm so glad you didn't say metal. Well, I'll find a way to get some metal in here, Q, before the end of the year. But technically, uh, spotlights last week was metal. I mean, I know that you're 
You refused to acknowledge it, but you did listen to <laughs> and enjoy a metal song. I did enjoy that one. A couple of weeks ago when this, this last episode came out. Uh, anyway, so this particular artist I stumbled upon this year and really enjoyed his first record called Nematophy. Came out in 2016. He's put out a bunch of stuff since then. And I. Dude, he's staying have, true to the vaporwave aesthetic, too. Oh, you have to. Or, or they yeah, kick dude, you out. That's true. It's like yeah. unspoken rules. Right. Um, and the funny thing is, I haven't listened to any of his other records. Um, I've only listened to his first record. And then I saw that he put out a new record back in February. So it's funny because I've, I've heard his, his first uh, record and I've heard his latest record. So there's a lot of stuff to listen to that came out in between there. But anyway, you know, Vaporwave is, is hard to describe. So I'm just going to just going to play the music. And I think this guy is an example of like Vaporwave when it's done really well. Uh, so here we go. Again, the name of this artist, he goes by Windows 96. Um, because, yeah, that's that's part of the Vaporwave part of, yeah. uh, aesthetic, right? <laughs> that's part of it. Um, 90s electronics, you know, right? Yeah. Uh, mostly Windows. <laughs> mostly <laughs> Windows. And, and the name of this track is also a reference to... I don't know, computer tech type stuff. Uh, so here we go. The, the name of this track is called 240P.
Really, really good, dude. Yeah, that's another, I think that's another genre that's like a dime a dozen, you know. It's easy to, you know, get get a picture of, you know, whatever, the Michelangelo statue and like throw it on like a pink and, and, and light blue background, throw some saxophone samples into your work and, hey, I'm a vaporwave artist, you know what I mean? <laughs> some lo-fi right. like synth with some like saxophone samples in it. But there's some diehard. I it's actually most vaporwave fans are diehard fans, and oh, they, they love it. I mean, that's the thing. Skewer you, yeah, that's true. If you label yourself vaporwave and you're not, right? That's the classic vaporwave. Yeah, that's like the classic. That's the sound, you know. Um, but I guess I I like the vaporwave that like I guess is not just that that strict like adherence to like the the template or whatever the formula yeah that one um, that one was definitely a little more unique yeah now there are songs on the record that do kind of sound more like the generic vaporwave sound but like he just he just elevates it a little bit more you know and that track had, it was a little bit darker and more synthy kind of sounding but yeah i love it i'm a sucker for this kind of stuff um I just like I just like instrumental electronic music, like when you really want to just throw it under a big umbrella, you know. Oh yeah, and that's another one that that has some vocal elements to it, but it's used more as like another mm-hmm. instrument. Yeah. Yep. All right, Q. Well, we got. I feel like we got our two electronic sort of like you know, chill wavy. You know. Some sort of wave. We've got our waves out of the way. You know, <laughs> we've ridden the wave. We're back on yeah. shore. All right, dude. Uh, I was actually just listening to this song. I was I was flipping through these four songs on this record that came out. It's an EP, I guess you'd say. It came out in September. Just I just wanted to pick a song real quick based on listening to it for ten seconds each each song while you were talking. So I wasn't really listening um, <laughs> the la- uh, on the last. Uh, Plus maybe five minutes or so that you're talking there. Sorry. But I was scrolling through my albums that I had saved this year. Completely forgot that this is a thing that happened this year. And speaking of, dude, it's weird. We're bringing all these records from artists of yore. Flicker sticks back, dude. Are you shitting me right now? Is it the original no. lineup? Uh, I don't believe so. Cause look at this. Uh, okay, okay. Look at this lineup shot, dude. They're, they're taking, they're taking promo pics and everything, bro. Well, no, I think that's three out of the four. Th- three out of well, the five originals. Yeah, you got what was his name? Rex. You got what Rex. Go yeah, you got yeah Rex. And you got Brandon. And you got Brandon. I feel like the guy on to the right, or to the left of Brandon, maybe he wasn't was original from not, the VH1 bands on the run. Right, right, right. Which. All right, everyone. <laughs> Travis and I fell in love with this 
VH1 series. But you know what? We did a whole record on Flickr's little, Chick. But anyways. We did a whole episode. There was a there was one season of this show on VH1. It must have been when we were, I don't know, middle school? Maybe yeah. high school? Yeah. Called Bands on the Run. It was a Battle of the Bands type show. I don't know. Four bands went up against each other. And this group, Flickr Stick, won. And they're from Fort Worth. Yeah. So it was like perfect. I mean, so, it was just perfect yeah, for so us. So we were right? rooting them on the whole time. Yeah. And, and we, they, were, we were big fans, man, for a uh, they, long time. Welcoming Home the Astronaut is a great record. I it think. Is I mean, I think it is. It's hard to know. No, it is. We just, it, it holds up. I, I uh, think, yeah. For what they were doing at the time, dude. Yeah, it holds up. So anyways... Um, They've hit on they've they've hit on some hard times over the years. We're not going to get into that, but they're back. Well, man. go go listen to our episode on them. Yeah, we do came out dive probably dive a couple of years ago. We talked a little bit about like what happened to them. Yeah. So, anyways, man, they're back and they dropped a little four track EP in September. That's exciting, man. It's flicker stick, dude. Here we go. All right. So uh, this is the last track on the record. And this is fresh to my ears too, man. Like I said, I was just, I got excited, got a little too excited. So I, I, I stopped listening to you and I put music in my buds. And this what this one stood out to me is a classic flicker stick song. So here we go. This song is called Whatever Gets You Off. Doesn't that even sound like a flicker stick title? It does, dude. Here we go.
Wow, man. Uh, his voice just brings me back, dude. Yeah, that was just for you and me, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a great, you know what? That was a good song. That was good. How many people good song? fans are still there with I can with tell us. you, we, we can look at the um, the play count and tell you that there's not many out there. <laughs> yeah. Pretty anemic. But man, they, they, they were uh, maybe my favorite band back then. I mean, they were up there. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, alongside like Anima of the State and There's Nothing Left to Lose and probably like, I don't know, Sum 41 or something, Phantom Planet, Spoon. Well, it's these guys, you know? Dude, good times, man. Let's not forget Embers and Envelopes. May, yeah. Mm. I think we've done an episode on all of those bands. So those records, actually, probably. Um, anyway, but that was the one thing I think that, well, the guitar playing and the vocals. Those were the two things that I really liked a lot about Flickerstick. And that's, yeah. And you can, you can tell hear. that's the, those are the two, some of the, maybe the two founding members that are still in Flickerstick. Brandon and Rex, and that's guitar and vocals. His guitar style hasn't hasn't changed much like that that slide guitar and like the tremolo yeah. and stuff and the vibrato yeah. and stuff like that yeah and his uh the lyricism you know like the subject matter of the songs really hasn't changed a lot either yeah like he he, he you know he, he sings about his inner demons man sure yeah. and he has a lot of them dude he like, does go, dude go back to and listen find our episode on welcoming home the app the astronauts uh yeah that's that's our coverage of of our band. And you know what's uh, funny? You, you used to rally behind them, dude. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a, that is a good way to, to, to describe them. Like, we felt like this was one of the first bands we felt like ownership of. You know what I mean? Like, this is our band, you know? Yeah. Um, we're going to get the T-shirts. We're going to go to the concerts. and Yeah, exactly. We're going to have our dad drive us to the concert. You know? <laughs> right. Oh, man, that's funny. Dude, and yeah, I forgot they, they, Phantom Planet opened for them. Or maybe I think it was that the was other part way around. Of, no, I think that was part of their what they won was that they had a headlining tour. Okay, for when they won the show, and isn't I, that uh, crazy? The Phantom Planet. We saw them at yeah. the same the same freaking time in at, a yeah. tiny little venue in Texas. In and Deep I like Island. to I like to mention this every time. Um, this was back when Jason Schwartzman was, was behind, behind the, the kit. kit. It's just funny, dude. yeah. Because you want to talk about it. <laughs> it's cool to who... think about that we we got to see him play some drums for Phantom. Yeah, Planet. yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, it's funny when you go to um, the Flickerstick page and you scroll down to the fans also like section. Mm-hmm. It's just other bands from bands on the run. It's Soulcracker. Uh, is it really those guys? Soulcracker? Wait a second. <laughs> I can listen to a Soulcracker record right now. You They're can, still dude. on here. I think that's the one that they probably oh were playing my stuff from. God. All right, dude. I got to save this and, and listen to it. The Josh Dotis band. Josh Dotis band. And then uh, there was like a there was like a girl band. There was a, go- a girl a, goth group. I can't remember yeah, what they were called. They're, they're not on here, but they were no. something something like, you know, Casket or something like that. You know, just <laughs> something, something like generic. That. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Josh Dotis was like uh, Steely Dan. They were definitely like a jazz fusion. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyways. All right, man. We can talk about about this forever. For reminiscing with us all there for a second. 
Uh, well, that's cool, man. Happy to happy to see it. You know, knowing you know kind of the the history of of that of Brandon in particular, the lead singer. Like, you know, happy to see that he's out there doing doing thing, what you know? doing what he loves to do. Exactly. All right, let's just keep moving here, Q. Here's just another example of the grunge revival, Q. Uh, but these guys are a little bit different. They actually describe themselves as grunge gays. So, oh gosh. Here we go. Awesome. You know, last the last episode I, I brought a Doom Gaze band. Uh, here's Grunge Gaze. And I think we've actually said this before, Q. Shoegaze, the elements of Shoegaze, like the signature sound of Shoegaze, the elements of Shoegaze really can be paired with any other genre and, and sound awesome. And it's going to be um, awesome, yeah. It's it Basically, it's Every just time. like reverb and wall of sound and perhaps like ethereal vocals and stuff like that um that those elements can be mixed with any other type of rock genre i feel like or, or genre in general dude and just sound totally. amazing so here's another group that i stumbled upon uh recently these guys are called day aches and this song is called new june
I'll tell you why I love that, dude. It's not a lot of music that reminds me of cave-in mm. circuit antenna. Ding, 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 dude. Ding, 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 ding. ding. Motherfucking ding. Because I thought the I, same That's thing. one of my favorite records. Maybe top 20, dude, of all time. And, man, they were hitting all those notes, dude. His his, his voice sounds very much like like that dude, singer mm-hmm. uh, from Cave-In. Yeah. Great, man. If the whole record's like that, bring it on. It is, man. Of course it is. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, I thought the same thing. His vocal quality, the way he... Yeah, the way he sang sounded a lot like lead singer of Cave-In. <laughs> we, should, we should know his name, but we don't. Um, but yeah, yeah, right. Um, Antenna, there is something sonically special about that record, I feel like. It just yeah, sounds for sure huge. You know what I mean? It's got this loud... And I think, I think Cave-In referred to or, or sort of labeled that as a space rock album. If I remember correctly, yeah. which and they also were pressured kind of by cool. their record label to sound like that too. We do a whole, we've got a whole episode on that record, um, yeah. and we bring some awesome tracks from that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was that's a really good episode. Yeah, go back and listen to that one. Yeah, agreed. Guys, go back and listen to all our episodes where we actually dove in deep to records. You know, yeah, it's been fun doing this this year. Our what you heard format, but we're getting back to the basics. I know I'm I'm all over the place here, dude. But we we mentioned this last on our last uh, on part one of the best of. But we're we're going back to to the true format of no filler for yeah. 2024, and I'm excited yeah. about it, man. So we're yeah we're we're introducing those episodes back into the uh, the mix. So like it's going to be two episodes a month. One episode is going to be a deep dive into a particular artist or album, and then the other episode is going to be you know basically this format that we're doing right here, but our, our standard what you heard format, I guess we'll call them what you heard again, Q, because um, <laughs> yeah. it's just been the, like the, the format for 2023, but um, yeah, yeah the, 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 the weekly, I guess monthly mixtape uh, format, but yeah, I'm excited to get back into the core of, of, I think what, uh, where we, where we, I, I think uh, shine Q is when we are diving into albums and artists that we love. For sure, man. All right, Q. yeah, and that and that song, yeah, that song brought me back to Cayman. So yeah, totally good shit, dude. Yeah. So again, that band was called Day Aches. Their new record came out in September, called One Last Dream Before Dying. That song was called New June. All right, Q. What is your last pick for us? All right, man. Um, everyone knows this. And it's definitive now. I don't think it's ever going to change. My favorite band of all time is Kings of Convenience. Well, you you got to cross off a bucket list item, Q, from your, your your things that both of us agreed we must do before we die, and that's see them live. Find a way to see them live. And I'm I'm super jelly, man. Super jelly because you you sent me those videos. Uh, it looks like. Like the it was whole, a dream. Were you looking around and just seeing that like nobody's feet were touching the ground? Because I mean, that's what it felt like, dude. I we were all fucking, floating, man. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't tour in America. It's been exactly. <laughs> it's been forever since they came here. We had a chance to see them in and when we were in high school, but 
just for whatever reason, we just weren't feeling like going into Deep Elm that or, night. Or, I mean, I think it... No, we had the chance, dude. There was nothing stopping us. So we knew about it? It's not yeah. like it happened? Yeah. Okay. I, I, well. I distinctly remember us making the decision not to go. You know what? Well, because we didn't know. We didn't know. Man, that's just that They silly, were ne- oh, literally never going to come back to America until just now. Yeah, and they don't put music out too often. So, like, there's not an opportunity to see them on a tour because they don't they don't put out music very often, and so they don't tour very often. And when they do tour, they usually don't even come to the states. You know what I mean? No, so why you, would you? <laughs> yeah, why would you? I don't blame them, dude. But um, yeah, if they're gonna come to the states, they're gonna play New York or Seattle or, or Seattle, you know, California. California. I know. Yeah. So yeah. One thing though, uh, which is great, is Erland Oya, uh, one half of the duo. He's prolific, dude. He's he's never stopped, really. He can't he can't stop, won't stop. You know, he can't stop, won't stop. He's he's been releasing solo stuff the whole time, man. Uh, and honestly, I, I have not listened to enough of it. Um, and he also plays with the Whitest Boy Alive. That's that's his like I don't know seventies disco group. I don't know how to describe him. Uh, and he just released a little six-song EP back in April of this year. Uh, and actually, on the album cover, it says, Recorded in Mexico City, January 2023. So, he recorded it this year, released it this year. And it's just, dude, it, it, it's like listening to a more playful Kings of Convenience. Because that's who he is. He's the yeah. playful one. He you is know, the playful the, one. Yeah, they're both. Is would funny you dudes. say he's the uh, he's the Simon of the group? I don't know the first thing about Simon and Garfunkel. Well, I think as Paul far Simon as who's is is pretty well known to be like the more, you know, like when you listen to his stuff that he wrote, like it's more, more playful. You know, okay. that's the, that's what I'm trying to get at here. Kid. Okay. <laughs> it, well, and, you know, yeah, the dude. funny thing is like Simon and Garfunkel. That is, you know, how else can you describe Kings of Convenience? So yeah. if that's what you're getting. Kings at, of yeah. Convenience, they're, is, they're is, a modern yeah. day Simon and Garfunkel, yeah. and that's for purposely sure. right. That's like the, the kind of music they set out to make was like that. Like uh, you know, Quiet as the New Lad. Yeah, they started the movement, man. Greenwich Village folky kind of stuff, you know, for sure. Yeah. Um, I will say there's a lot of really pretty songs on this record that aren't on the silly side. But I'm gonna play one of one of the fun ones, and we're just gonna play the whole the whole song. So here we go. This is uh, an album came uh, an album called Winter Companion, and this song is called Two Chord Samba. It's a two chord samba. It's a two chord samba. It's a two-chord samba It's a two-chord samba One chord Two chords One chord Two chords It's a two-chord samba It's a two-chord samba It's a two-chord samba It's a two-chord samba First E First E, then D. It's a two-chord samba. It's a two-chord samba. It's a two-chord samba. 
It's a two-chord samba just instantly fall in love with the guy i mean come on (laughs) so great Uh, we've talked about this before many times throughout our lives q that we are just happy to exist on the planet with this fella yeah and you got to exist in the same room you got to breathe the same air i got to sing along with them i wish you could have been there man i would dude i would have gone into debt that's all i'm saying (laughs) You should have bought a plane ticket and come up here, man. Well, the timing was weird, too. But yeah, I should have. I should have. It was on a Monday night, right? Who cares? I don't, I don't even saying. remember. I don't even remember what day it was, but... No, I think it was a Sunday. It was a Sunday. Oh, okay. Anyways. Yeah, dude. I, you know, I noticed that it, this uh, was released on Bubbles Records. That's his, that's his uh, record label that he first released, Whitest Boy Live on mm. that's got to be his record label now anyways you remember cool. when they had a new single a couple of years ago and then nothing else happened yeah i know <laughs> i know anyway so yeah that's that's how i'm i'm ending it tonight it's a good way to end it it's a great way to end it so i hope you uh do it justice brother wait you mean with what i've got for you here yeah yeah <laughs> oh i sure this is the surprise I've been oh yeah i forgot there's a surprise this is the treat that's going to knock you off your feet. All right, Q. So have you ever listened to a down-tempo record and wondered, man, what would that sound like live performed by an actual band of musicians, right? You know, I've thought that sometimes, brother. I bet you have. So this is one of our favorite Long-standing favorite down-tempo duos. Uh, we've done an episode on them. Uh, I'm talking about Scalpel, mm. the Polish whoa. down-tempo duo whoa. Whoa, whoa, that have been around whoa, whoa. for a very whoa, long whoa, time. Whoa, whoa. I'm gonna I'm gonna describe. So I think this is um, a good way to describe them. So um, on their debut and sophomore albums scalpel and confusion they were able to resurrect the dusty spirit of the 60s and 70s jazz and reimagine it for the 21st century audiophiles so what they did was like they took old polish jazz records and like sampled them and like brought them into their electronic down tempo music right really no one can do it like scalpel nobody can do it and you know they put out some records here and there um since yeah, those, those first original few ones. EPs of theirs, man, just freaking yeah. hit in a different way, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to queue that stuff up again, man. Well, you're going to want to queue this up first, Q. <laughs> so just a couple weeks ago, they put out a record called Big Band Live. And let me just read 
the synopsis here, Q. Beloved Polish down-tempo new jazz masters Scalpel present an exquisite collection of the older Scalpel's classics and some exclusive material performed live by a masterful 17-piece big band. Oh my god, dude. I'm looking at the track list. <laughs> Scalpel's Big Band Live brings mellow, smoky vibes, hypnotic grooves, and vibrant, occasionally blissful mood. Polish jazz at its best. Here we go, Q. I'm going to let this speak for itself. How are you going to pick a song out of all these great Scalpel songs? I've been, I've been bouncing back and forth through trying to figure out which one to play, uh, but I'm going to play Confusion, mm-hmm. which all right, man. Uh, is a great, great track. It's a classic scalpel track. Here we go, Q. So here, here is a 17-piece band playing Scalpel's Confusion.
Bravo. First off, you have to be crazy talented to even attempt to to perform this with other musicians. These are like top of the tops. Oh yeah. I mean that each dude. of these musicians, man, that drummer. Oh yeah. How else do you like how do you as a drummer, how do you how do you pull off like break beats and spliced up drum beats live like that? Dude, I'm glad you asked that question because I'm gonna I'm gonna play another track as our outro from this record. Okay. That's like a it, you know, it mentioned in that write up that there's a couple of exclusive tracks. Mm-hmm. So like okay. new tracks, and this is one of them, dude. It, the drummer is insane, dude. Yeah, I, I wish I could look up his name, but I don't. I actually, of course, I ordered this immediately, so this is coming my way at some point, which I'm sure we'll have the full roster. So maybe I'll, I don't know, uh, maybe I'll bring it up in the next episode or something like that. I don't know because like I feel like these guys deserve a shout out. Um, well, hopefully they yeah. they do it justice with the like a solid vinyl release you know i hope it's not yeah, just a flimsy a, fl- a flimsy record you know what i'm saying there's yeah, there's <laughs> definitely a vinyl release no no no. i just mean like i hope it's a, a, a on a good like a good press oh yeah well all i can say is it, it sounds amazing um just listening to it on spotify through like some good yeah. speakers and stuff yeah it sounds man. incredible uh yeah i can't imagine seeing that live so uh this record earned them a polish grammy which is called nice. the uh friedrich award um so yeah, cool. dude, amazing. Just so cool, dude. Yeah, I mean, especially for so, people like us who've been listening to them forever. Right. I was about to this say, is amazing. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. What I like about it is that obviously they, there's a little wiggle room given to the musicians to yeah change it up just enough to make it work for a big band. But man, yeah. they stay true to to the song. Yeah, especially that one. Yeah, super. Um, cool. But yeah, dude. Just incredible. When I first saw that they did that, like it just blew me away. And the and the record does not disappoint, dude. It's just incredible. From track to track. It's amazing. Well, that's an awesome way to to end the night, dude. Yeah, totally. Anyway, so again, that was Scalpel. The record is a live record called Big Band Live. If you're a fan of jazz music or down tempo music, like that's it's a must listen. You know what I mean? And then after that, go back and listen to the records that these songs, you know, originated from, which is uh, mostly Confusion in 2005 and, and you know, Scalp, the one before that, right? Scalpel, uh, yeah, the self-titled. self-titled yeah. Yeah. Both of those and came go out go back and Ninja listen to, two. I'm pretty sure we did a, an episode on Scalpel. We did, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, that's, that is our, uh, we've now hit 20 tracks in total on our, on our countdown. And it's not really a countdown because these aren't in any particular order. Because uh, I think that track, if I had to come up with a top five, that one would be a, on, or at least that record, definitely a top five for, for sure for this yeah. year. But um, so yeah, find us on Instagram to search for No Filler Podcast. Um, or don't. I don't really care. But we do, I mean, we do genuinely would like to hear from our listeners because I think there's a few of you still left out there. So, you know, <laughs> if you... Yeah. If you listen to this podcast, chances are you listen to music a lot. You got to be listening to something out there. Reach out. Tell us what you've been listening to. And if we like it, we'll we'll tack it on to the next episode as an, as an outro track. Uh, but since we haven't heard from anybody, I'm going to play another track off of this Scalpel album 
because it's incredible. And Q, I want you to admire the drummer on this track because it's amazing. Um, So anyway, all right. Well, next week, now two weeks from now, ish, we'll put out part three of our best of 2023 episodes. And hey, you know what? Hope you guys all had a good Thanksgiving or however else you celebrate. Hope you got to relax and spend some time with family and stuff like that because Turkey Day will have already happened by the time I put this episode out, Q. That's right. So anyway. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah. Right. It's the most wonderful time of the year, Q. That's what I'm told. Uh, All right, Q. Well, until next time, my name is Travis. And I'm Quentin. Y'all take care.